0: What's up, you guys, and welcome to the official podcast of Damien Talks Education. So listen up. I am here to talk about all things education on my podcast. So get prepared for some realness and honesty of education as I walk you down through various of topics that's happening in the education world with some amazing guests, to sharing stories relating to education, and so much more because... I got you covered with education. So join me on this journey of education with me. everyone and welcome to Damien Talks Education. I hope all of you guys are doing well um, wherever you are at this moment and are taking care of yourselves. So let's hop right into today's show, shall we, you guys, because back with me for this week is the co-host of Future Educators Talk, the host of his own show, Let's Fair About Education, and the substitute tour, and who is also a substitute teacher. So everyone, welcome back on. Mr. Andrew Fretz. So welcome back, Andrew. But, <laughs>
1: um, I'm not as energized mm-hmm. because I took a nap. So i just going to have to bear with me. I'm just going to have to I'm going to have the non-energy today for today. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. All right, you guys. So let's hop right into today's show. Show you guys because since you know school is starting back up now, um, I'm going to be giving you guys, and especially to the new teachers out there, then also veteran teachers, you can use this as well. But I'm going to be giving out some eight ways, you guys, for proactive classroom management tips. Now, I know I discussed this back on uh, Future Educators Talk, but I never quite, you know, gave you guys like some tips of, you know, what you should use or, you know, whatever into your own classroom. So I'm going to do that today. So let's start off with this first, that new teachers, especially you guys, um, and also experienced ones with veteran teachers, um, you can find ways, some ideas, on how to stop, you know, disruptive behavior before it even begins. So number one, make sure you guys, you know, you have, you know, your notebook and pencils um, to jot these down and I will, you know, some some of the ways, some of the tips I will, I will be giving you guys, if I could speak on today, um, I will be using that, using some of them into my own classroom as well. So number one, is you have, and I really like this too, and all teachers should do this in some kind of a way that works for them, is to greet your students at the door. Okay, so I found this out that in a school at Washington DC, a teacher who starts their day by giving each of her students a high five, or a handshake, a hug, whatever. And this teacher says that during that time, I'm just trying to connect with them. Um, And I absolutely agree with that so much because like I touch base, Andrew knows this, and like I touch base on future educators talking on here, you starting off first with, you know, building that bond with your students firsthand. You know, at the beginning of the school year, that's when you guys should really, you know, do this. At the beginning of the school year, not trying to wait at the end of the school year or you know it because that's like a waste of time like what have you been doing all along so um you should I like this here I like this here and I wish you know back in you know high school you know some teachers you know would do this but you know they wouldn't because whatever they just you know want us you know come in you know do you know sit down you know do what we're supposed to do then there we go where I had there. But um, what do you think of this, Andrew? Will you be doing this? Um, Or have you, you know, since you're a substitute teacher now, have you been um, greeting um, students at the door when they come in or how are you um, with this here?
1: Um, I have during the past, um, I'm sorry, you're gonna hear my graduate voice. I told y'all, I just woke up from now. Um, But I have, I agree. I was doing it in the door outside. Um, sometimes I do it inside. Mm-hmm. Um, like inside of my classroom as I'm setting you up, like yeah. getting ready for the day. Because sometimes I'm not ready yet. Like there's well, some there's some stuff to do uh, before I actually get started. Um will I continue to be doing this? Uh definitely. Uh why wouldn't I? Um, but during my time as a teacher, even now, um, yes, I've been doing that a lot, a
0: lot of that. Right. And I like that there too, you know, because that will give, you know, the students probably like in my opinion, like, you know, a warm welcome inside, you know, into the classroom or if you're doing it, um, inside or even, you know, outside before they come in. Um, so that so that would be, that's a good tip right there for the new teachers who are entering into this upcoming school year. Um, that would be great for you guys as well. Um, so number two, I have, and like I touched base on this earlier is to establish, maintain and restore relationships. So building relationships with your students, through strategies like we just said, greeting them at the door is a good start. And it also is very necessary to maintain them over the course of the school year, all year year long, you guys. Um, And get this here, I really like this here. And I want you guys to jot this down because I really do like it. The stronger the relationship and the better we understand our students, the more knowledge and goodwill we have to draw on when the going gets tough. I really like that. I really like that. So new teachers, please write that and also, you know, with all educators who are watching my show, um, because I, I totally agree with that there. So number three is to use reminders and cues. So, For older kids, for older students, you guys, like high school students, um, this is for example for the high school teachers, give plenty of warning if you need them to follow instructions. And reminders are very helpful ways to encourage your students to, you know, follow instructions without, you know, you keep telling them over and over and over and over again. So another example I have is if you can, you know, anticipate a distraction or I mean disruption, such as students getting out of their seats, if they finish an assignment early, you know, give them a short short reminder of what they should do instead, okay? Instead of, you know, like I um, said there, so, okay, I quite see how that's going, okay. And then also reminders are commonly variable, you guys, but they can also be, you know, visual, because you know, you guys have some. Of course, you know, visual students. You know, who likes to see things. You know, up close and not if you know write stuff on the board. Like they like to see things. You know, you know, visual. Like you know. So, I think, yeah, all teachers. Yeah, use you know, use whatever you know. You don't have to do exactly what this is saying. Use you know what best works for you inside of your classroom because you run that classroom. Nobody else does. That is your classroom, and you can, you know, do whatever you need to, okay? That's like in my opinion, because that is like your room. You can you control everything that is happening in there, your students that you have, you know, during the day, whatever. Um, so do what's best for you. you. You don't have to, you know, agree to what I'm saying here, but these are just like some tips to try to help out, especially for the new teachers out there. Um, so, I'm going to move on to number four, you guys, and then I believe we quite touched base on what I'm about to say here back on Future Educators' Talk in Season 1, I believe, where we talk about um, classroom seating. Um, and I believe we said that we was going to use um, flexible seating into our classroom. So, yeah, so when students choose their own seats, get this, you guys, when your students, they choose their own seats, there is more likely, three times more likely to be disrupted than when the seats are assigned. Because after all, you know, they will probably pick seats, you know, next to their friends and spend more time chattering. We know that, we know that. Um, So yeah, so that doesn't mean it it is always bad, you guys. That doesn't always mean the case, but giving your students a sense of ownership in the room, you know, paired with clear expectations for behavior. It can be surprisingly a positive effect and also a welcoming space can reduce anxiety and also boost um, academic performance inside of your classroom. So I found this out. There's a teacher in Madison, Alabama who gives her room a cozy feel by adding you know like couch or you know a rug a coffee table you know posters whatever the case is and then her students they decide where to sit but here but here's the case if they can't get back to work done if they can't you know do what they're supposed to need to do then she does this here she moves them back to the classroom or up front of whichever, you know, the case is there, and I believe, I don't know, because I was quite thinking about this over the course of this week, that my first year of teaching, I was going to let, and I don't know, this probably will change once I start teaching, but I was going to let my students like you know, the first day of school because you know it's the first day you know they're it's you know they're coming back from spring from summer break excuse me, and you know they you know they want to you know sit with their friends you know catch up with them because they haven't you know over the course over the course of the summer you know to get to you know, um on that stage there and I was thinking of that, um you know let them sit whatever on the first day which is fine, um, but then like on the second day. I was like going to probably assign them to seats. Um, But I'm thinking of this here, like, I don't know, I may let them sit probably, well probably like the first few months, let them sit wherever they choose to. But you know, if they get, you know, if they're not doing their work, um, if they're not doing their work or, you know, if they're too busy, you know, chatting with each other, you know, with their friends and stuff, then I may, you know, reconsider that but what what's with you Andrew do you are you going to you know let your students sit anywhere they want to you know during the whole school year or uh-huh. the first the first weeks or like how are you, you um are thinking of this here
1: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I can say whatever you want uh, no. um, for probably for the first I would say for the first nine weeks they will be sitting at inside scenes because okay. uh, to learn everybody's names.
0: Correct. Correct.
1: Uh, which we talked about in that previous episode, but I'm not gonna get into that. Um and then from there, I'm gonna let them decide um, for for the uh, Kind of like the transition to the second nine weeks. I will let them decide. If they want to continue. To sit in their assigned seats. Or. To. Sit whatever they want. A.K.A. Mm-hmm. flexible seating. Or. um, What's the other one? It's. If they want to continue sitting in their side seats, flexible seating, or they can sit wherever they want. So really, yeah. they got three choices. Um, but, however, flexible seating and they can sit wherever they want is a privilege. Because it all depends on their behavior. Correct. Exactly. Um, or, I guess, for that day.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I don't know. Probably now, I'm probably not going to let them um, choose on their first day of school because, yeah, like you said, yeah, I want to, yeah, absolutely, you know, get to know yeah. them, you know, like get to Where know, know their know. names. Um, I don't know exactly. who
1: you are. So, so <laughs> watch your feet because I have no idea who your name is. Yeah. Because the way I'm gonna organize because some I'm gonna go ahead and say this too. Some okay. teachers has they they put it in ABC order, which is good.
0: And yes. that was what I was going to do. Yeah. Because, um because you yeah. Know.
1: But some teachers do it um like they start with A and work this way. And then, you know, like that. For me, I like to start with the A's and then go down. Mm-hmm. So that B, um or, you know. Yeah. Up- yeah my
0: I'm mind not- is,
1: yeah. it's woken, but it's not fully.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Because I remember, yuck, some of my teachers, former teachers, I don't know why I keep saying teachers, my former teachers, they used to do that with us, like putting us in, you know, um, because we was in rows and they would put us, you know, in alphabetical order because they would know, like, you know, if they go down the list, like, okay, who's here? Okay, you're here, you here, you're here. They would do that because that makes it, you know, much easier for them. Because if they you know they put them wherever, like, okay, where's Damien at? Where's he at? Okay, he's back there. Where's Sally at? Okay, she's right here. It, it, it be you know it takes so much time, you know, yes. away from them. Um, Too much so, time.
1: yeah, yeah, head movement.
0: Yeah,
1: it <laughs> should be that one, one look. All right, cool. Uh, all right, you're there. Cool. Not just oh, you over there. Oh. Yeah. You over there? Yeah, uh-huh. oh, that
0: move. Ah, that no. No. Any hey, soup water, please?
1: Thank yeah, you. We yeah. Appreciate
0: it.
1: Thank you.
0: <laughs> All right, you guys. So I hope you wrote that down for number four, and let's move on to number five, which is um, and you guys because I never seen this, you know, in in my you know school years, and I don't know if you, were Andrew, but teachers. I don't see this a lot, I really don't, but you guys need to, what I'm talking about here is to give behavior specific praise, okay? Let me explain this here, okay, before you guys come at me here. So it may seem, you know, counterintuitive, but acknowledging some positive behavior and also, you know, ignoring the low level disruptions can be more effective than punishing or disciplining your students. Instead of focusing on, you know, specific students, you know, you know, like your favorites, like I mentioned before, but I'm not going to touch base on that. Um, Offer praise for the behavior you want to reinforce. So, like, for example, you could tell your students, like, if they, you know, if they, you know, completed all their assignments, you know, they did, you know, they did everything that you told them, you could say excellent work of getting to your, excellent, you could say excellent work of getting all your things correctly. Or you know you could say excellent work for getting to your seat quickly. Now this can be you know for like elementary because middle and high school students um, I don't think you, you don't don't because they would be like <laughs> <laughs> I would be like um, you okay you don't have to treat me you don't have to say like, that like help, like I'm like I'm a little kid I'm a teenager um, I'm high schooler what are you doing <laughs> so oh, man. so I got yeah. that so you guys um, please um, use that. And also it also is helpful to avoid using the word "don't. okay
1: don't um, do
0: Because don't do
1: that. students
0: are more likely to listen to instructions that include clear reasons. So don't use the word you know, don't. That's what they say here. So don't use it, you know use,
1: you know, I'm something that, yeah, I'm still going to use it, because that's part of my personality. so don't, don't make it happen, okay, yeah. don't do
0: mm-hmm. it. All right, let's move on to number six, which is, of course, is to set clear expectations for your classroom, okay, so instead of just you know, displaying rules for behavior across your classroom or whatever, you know, you could have a discussion with your students about why those rules matter. So a seventh grade social studies teacher in um, Portland, Maine, he works with his students to create a list of rules, um, which are, you could use words such as, you know, focus, um, considerate, you know, the list goes on and on and on, and this helps to build a sense of a community. And he says that it helps us own the behavior in the classroom. And instead of a top-down list of rules that a teacher gives a class, these are words that we, you know, generate together, and these are words that we believe in. So set clear expectations for your classroom. Um, you know. Do that with your students. You know, like it says, have a dis- have have, if I could talk on today, have a discussion with your students um, about, you know, setting clear expectations for your classroom. Like, you know, this is how I want it to be done, like this way, blah, 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 blah. You turn, you know, your assignments in this, whatever, you know, the case of your classroom. Set it very clear so your students know exactly, you know. What they're supposed to do because a lot of well not a lot of you guys but some of you guys don't you know set it very clear for your students to understand of you know what you know of what they need to do inside your classroom because they're like all over the place and you have to keep on you know reminding them over and over and over and over and over and over and over again which is very tiring for you guys i know because you had to keep on repeating yourself over and over and over and over and over again Um, So, set it very clear, you know, during the beginning of the school year, then yes, of course, I know that, you know, some of your students, you know, they will forget from time to time, but you could always, you know, remind them. Um, So, that's what I, you know, what about you, Andrew? Set clear expectations for your classroom. Um, I believe that's good. At the beginning of the school year, don't you think? And not waiting, you know, you know, in the middle of the school year or, you know, at the very last minute at the end of the school year. I
1: don't, I don't do that. Yeah. No, I get kind of um set for each lesson. And if you're teaching high school mm-hmm. actually, let me back up. If you're teaching elementary or middle, I because I found this out yesterday. Okay. And not yesterday. Uh on July, because this episode is probably going to uh, come out sometime in August, so um, I found this out back in July 15 and July 16. So, I, I want you, I want you all. It's up to you um, to write down a learning target or the I can statement, um, and then let. Um students read that at the beginning of the lesson so that at the end, they will know how to do it. Um, so, for my math people, if I were to teach sixth grade math and we learn about order of operations, the learning target will be I can solve and write an equations and how to solve order of operations correctly. So that when they're about to leave for my class, they will know how to
0: write and solve
1: order of operations correctly.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's bringing so back many memories because we used to do that. Um, My eighth grade teacher, my eighth grade math teacher, uh, she she always makes learning fun, and she always, we always did this every time, you know, with a new lesson, she have her, I can statement on the board, and she will read it off first, you know, for, you know, how to do it, and then we will always chant back at her. so she'll be like this, like, I can, then we say it, I can, then solve word problems, solve word problems, um, using equations, using questions, then we, we do that three times, and she always make it fun, you know, to do it, then we already know, you know, how, you know, what we're supposed to do, and also at the end of class, you know, she gave us exit tickets and stuff like that, and that, every teacher, I'm not, I don't know how you would do it, you know, in all your other classes, but um, especially in math, you know, have your, do something, you know, and make it fun, because that's what students want. They want, you know, make learnings fun, especially in your math classes, and also, especially in all of your classes, but, you know, really with math, Because, you know, some students you have, you know, who struggles with math and then you have others, you know, who are, you know, they're very good at it. So, you know, have, I like that there, you know, do, you know, write it out onto your board or, you know, have it on a sheet of paper for your students, whatever the case is, have your ICANN statement, read it out, you know, whatever, best works for you. So, yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Andrew, yeah. All right. Number seven, you guys, we're almost done. Um, number seven is to actively supervise your students. So, let me explain this here. And of course, you know, obviously with elementary students, of course. So, present is very crucial, <clears throat> excuse me, to maintaining classroom management and to effectively deliver your instructions and it is a skill we can all develop with effort. Now, although it's very tempting to sit at your desk and grade papers for teachers, um, that's also an invitation to your students to get distracted. Yes, of course, because when you go by at your desk, you're doing whatever, that is the time, you know, when students want to act up because you are not in front of the classroom teaching. You're back at your desk, in your corner, writing papers, you know, looking at emails, whatever. And that's the perfect time, you know, for students, you know, to start talking, not doing their work. Trust me, I have experienced that. So, yeah. So, be active, you guys. Be active. Move around the room. Check in on your student progress and ask questions. It's not about um, policing your students, policizing your students, but about interacting with them. Yes, because I have, I had some of these former teachers, and I know I explained this before. I'm not trying to dish you guys all out, but some of you guys, you just <laughs> always like to. And I remember this from like my high school years and um, uh, middle school years. Some of you, some of you guys, teachers you just like to, you know, you do give us the work, you do be teaching us, but you don't be, you know, walking around, you don't be interacting with your students, you don't, you don't go by desk to desk to check on if we're all working, you know, moving around the classroom, because you're always sitting at your desk, and, and some days you will teach from your desk, which you're supposed to be in front, you know, for students to be present with you, looking at you in front of the classroom, but you but you be in the back of the classroom and your students, you know they're not gonna pay attention because they're hearing the voice from behind them or the side, whatever, um, in your classroom, and you know, they're not gonna be listening to you. They're gonna be very destructive, talking to their friends, not doing their work. And that is a problem. That is not gonna happen in my classroom because I'm gonna be engaging with my students, moving around, checking on them, you know, checking are they're doing their work, be in front of the classroom, teaching. So, um, mm-hmm. please supervise your, ch- what do you have, Andrew, you have something?
1: No, I I was about to say, um, you you took the word out of my mouth. I don't need to explain,
0: (laughs) I don't need to explain. Go ahead. All right, you guys, now I found a study on this that found that a teacher's nonverbal cues such as smiling and making eye contacts can reduce physical and or physical logic distance with their students. And boosting students' positive feelings toward the teacher and the course material while improving behavior. So that's like a you know a note for all of you guys. And finally, number eight, I told you guys we went by very quickly with this here. Number eight is to be consistent in applying your rules. A teacher at a public high school, she was asked to discipline. A black student for violating the school dress code by wearing saggy jeans. And as they walked down the hallway, he pointed out other boys, which they were all white, who were also wearing saggy pants. Mm. And this is what happened, their response. Are you going to get them? Oh, wait. Are you going to get him too, or is he? Or is it just me? Um. He asked. So, school and classroom expectations, you know, rules and routines should be allowed and applied fairly to all students. To all students. I'm gonna say it again to the back. To all students, because. and I've seen this firsthand, like always, I've seen where, you know, one student, one student, you know, is not doing what they're supposed to, because they're not supposed to wear, you know, this and that. But then you have other students with the same thing, and you're not going to get on them, but because since we're, you know, we're Black, and you know, okay, that should not have an issue. Seriously. If I get the same punishment, they should get the same punishment as me as well, not the other way around. Because that makes totally no sense. Like, why do I get punished in this way? And then the others, they don't get punished. Or if they do, it's something that I, you know, it's something totally different. Well, that is not fair. All to well. So. But so. We got time for the
1: day, <laughs> no, ma'am. If you sit, get him to, can he doing the exact same thing.
0: Exactly. That makes no sense. So don't if single out.
1: one Apple, can ruin the other batch Why he ain't getting it. What mm-hmm. he waiting for? He waiting for mm-hmm. Christmas? Mm-hmm. He better come on.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So don't single out certain students. It's the behavior you should be focused on, not the student's. So, correct errors when you see them and provide additional instructions or reteaching when misbehavior occurs. So, yeah. So, like I said, don't single out certain students. Don't do that. Don't do that. Not do that. No. No, Patty. So that is for all of you guys. Um, new teachers and veteran teachers out there, um, some eight proactive classroom management tips for you guys this upcoming school year. so I can hope you use some of them some of them into your own classroom and also share them out to your other um, colleagues as well.
1: Yeah so Yes,
0: yeah, so that is all from me. Andrew, do you have some classroom tips, classroom management tips that you would like to share for the new teachers this upcoming school year that you that you will think um, they should use inside their own classroom?
1: It's okay if you don't get everything
0: done in one day. Oh my gosh, I was just, wow. I was just if hearing about it's this okay yesterday. if
1: you don't get everything done in one day. And this is coming from my substitute teacher. Okay. <laughs> Mind you, I had to sub third grade for the past two days. <clears throat> Some of the stuff I was supposed to teach, I didn't get to mm-hmm. because of time. Mm-hmm. So I decided to postpone it to tomorrow, mm-hmm. which will set everything back. But don't fret. Don't worry it. Mm-hmm. Everything's gonna be okay.
0: Exactly.
1: you okay. behind. It's all right. It's okay. Don't fret about it. Okay. I'm pretty sure there. Are, I'm pretty sure veteran teachers have stuff that they want to teach about, but they can't because of time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. some,
1: some cl- classes are like almost. Forty to forty-five minutes long, and trying to cram all that information in that time Mm-mm. slide.
0: No, that's too much. No, 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 no. That's why
1: one day. All right. So this is the start of the lesson. Tomorrow we're going to review and then get that. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yes, and just like with me, with I'm starting back the um math session this upcoming school year, which is I'm going to be uploading to my YouTube channel, there are some lessons, you guys, that I don't get all of them in in just one day. I spread them out, you know, during the week throughout, you know, Monday through Friday because I'm not going to get all those stuff in that I will teach you all in one day. That is not all possible. No, 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 no. I if I don't it. get it all in that one day, that's fine. We will do it again tomorrow and the next day if we have to. Okay, so teachers, educators, please, you guys, just calm down. Just relax. Everything's going to be fine. You can do it again the next day. You don't have to all cram it all in into one day and expect your students to learn so much materials in that one day. No, 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 no. So, all right, because I was actually like watching, when you said that, I actually was watching on YouTube, a teacher was explaining that. Um, And I was like, that is so true there, that is so true. So thanks Andrew for that tip there. Um, And we are finished you guys, we are so finished. So I would like to thank you, Andrew, for coming back onto my podcast. Um, again. And you guys, don't worry, he'll be back on later on to the season. Um, So make sure you guys, you know, you look out for that. Also, you guys, he is in his third season of his show, Let's Spread About Education. So you guys check out um, his show, then also his new podcast, The Substitute Tour, um, which is, you know, you can listen everywhere, you stream your podcast, and then also with Let's For About Education um on YouTube. And so yeah, and then, you know, um his social media platforms, you guys, that will be down um where you can see it right now. So follow him on Instagram, Twitter. Um, so yeah, you guys. So thanks. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's it. Instagram and Twitter. That's it. Yeah.
0: Um, it's but mostly Twitter
1: because I use Twitter. Mm-hmm. My whole life, so mm-hmm. I don't
0: use Instagram. Yeah. He Thank does, you, you guys. So so yeah. yeah, follow him, follow him, follow him, you guys. So until next time, you guys, take care of yourself. Be blessed and enjoy uh, your fun. weekend. I'll see you guys next time on Damien Talks Education. Peace yes. yes. out.